is Jenny Smith, and I'm here with Selena Wilson, one of the action researchers in the teacher action research group that's studying cultural diversity professional development. Um, and she's going to talk with us a little bit about the research project that she worked on this year. Um, so Selena, if you could first just talk a little bit about your actual project, what you were, your question, what you were looking at, how things went over the course of the year. Yes, so um, this year I wanted to look at how general education teachers, and this would include um, the art teacher, music teacher, um, physical education, and the librarian, um, would look at special education students transitioning from um, a self-contained special education class to the general education um, classrooms. I wanted to really see um, what their thoughts were in terms of how the transition um, went and what supports the students may need. But as I started to um, look at the project, I realized that not only did the students transitioning from the special education classrooms to the general ed classrooms need support, but the general education teachers needed support also. So. That's kind of the direction that I mm -hmm. was looking for. With Tell me a little bit about um, like why you chose, like what made you think that this was the right thing to explore? Um, I have students in my early childhood SPED class um, anywhere from one to three years. And um, when I transitioned students from my classroom to kindergarten, um, sometimes the transitions can be a little hard for them because with my class, I'm with them at all times. Um, even when they go to the Encore classes, I'm with them at all times. But when they transition to kindergarten, they do not have all of the supports that they've been provided over the years. So mm -hmm. um, that was a reason that, you know, I, I wanted to really look at um, just what they needed as they transitioned and moved along. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, and because I've talked with you about your project a lot in the past, um, I know sometimes you've talked about wanting them to have some leadership opportunities mm -hmm. or wanting them. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, so um, a lot of times I see my students um, just in a position where they are not looked at as role models necessarily, um, and they are often not the students selected um, once they transition to the general education class to support their friends, um, walking them to the school nurse or to, um, you know, another classroom or, you know, things of that nature. So I, I wanted the teachers to see the abilities of the students and, and that they can, um, in some instances, um, do these type activities or you know opportunities they they can do well with these opportunities if they are given a chance mm -hmm. so your project then was looking at what kinds of supports kind of go between the general education teachers and you the exceptional education teacher to really allow the students to um you know have a level of independence that they can show their true abilities they they right. um are very much so capable of doing a lot of things that you know teachers kind of sometimes overlook or mm -hmm. you know not really think they're you know capable of doing but so once you kind of landed on that question how did and these are things that kind of happen at the same time how did your question evolve and also what were some of the 
actions that you took, what were some of the interventions or the things that you did to collect data and start to really think about this question? So basically, um, I, I started by interviewing teachers and just really sitting down and asking them what their thoughts were on the students transitioning from my classroom going into um, a general education class and really getting them, you know, I wanted them to think about just the overall, you know, how do you see them as they transition? Do you see them as, you know, a, a student coming in like any other child um, entering kindergarten um, that may not have had the, um, I would say, like the preschool experience? Mm -hmm. You know, are they at that level or are they a, a student where, um, you, you find that because of their preschool experience, you know, they were a little more apt to transitioning. Um, were they, I, I guess, um, were, were the transitions easier mm -hmm. for them in terms of um, just regular classroom, routine classroom transitions, transitions from class to class, teacher to teacher. Um, and then at the same time, how did you see their level of independence compared to other students coming in? So um, I sat down with a lot of the general education teachers and just really talked to them about how they viewed the students coming in. And um, I did that a, a couple of times. And it was so funny because when we started this process, I, I just said to each teacher, can I get about 15, 15 minutes of your time? And as we started talking, that 15 minutes turned into an hour. And that's when I really, you know, realized that it's not only the students that need this type of mm -hmm. support, but it's also the teachers that, you know, I need to also work with in order to help with this transition because it's a huge transition for the teachers also. So while we were talking, you know, my, my wheels started turning and it was like, I, I need to look at this from a different angle and try to really... Um, help everyone mm -hmm. not just the students in this in mm -hmm. this um, case but the teachers and the students were there things um so through these interviews what did you what were some things that you learned that then gave you some ideas about specific changes that you or your school or the relationship between exceptional ed and general ed could, could start to take um one of the things that i think was most evident is that we needed more communication um, because a lot of times in the special education world, um, we go into meetings and we talk about interventions and strategies and accommodations that we're using with these, you know, students, but we don't necessarily take that back to the, I'll say the encore teachers mm -hmm. in this case, where, you know, the general education teacher is in the meeting, the encore teacher is not in that meeting. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we don't always carry that information, what interventions or, you know, what strategies, what we're doing to help with transitions. So with this um, project, it just helped to see that we need to, and when I say we, it would be the special education teachers mainly um, working more closely with the general ed and the encore teachers. And when you say encore, that's, that's, that's gym, music. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. and, and 
talk a little bit about the role that those classes play in relationship to general ed and exceptional ed, because I think that that's something that... So in general education classes, um, when students transition um, from my classroom to the general education class, um, they have, at some, in some cases, not all, but in some cases they have in-class support. Mm-hmm. So that in-class support will help that student, you know, kind of stay focused, stay attentive, you know, stay on task. Mm-hmm. But when they head to the Encore classes, that support is not there. So these students are leaving their classroom and going into Encore with, you know, at times 22, 23 other students, Mm -hmm. and they don't have that support. So the, you know, the difference is the teachers are in, in that classroom, the Encore teachers, they're in that classroom alone mm-hmm. with with these students, all of these students, and in some cases they don't know all of the accommodations sure. that we may have changed. You know, at the beginning of the school year we talk about it. These are the students that's, you know, in my class, these are the accommodations, but as that year progress, we may change things and tweak things. So they're not necessarily getting that information. So now they're in this classroom with 20-something, you know, 20-some-odd students, and they're by themselves, you know. So the the Encore teacher will have to really figure out what to do, how to do it, you know, think about the triggers and, you know, how they can work on, you know, just helping the student transition from activity. Did did the Encore teacher share, like, successes and struggles Yes, and I think it, um, because the students that I've had over the years, we were able to see, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with this student, this really worked well. Mm -hmm. With this student, we needed to do more. So, yes, they did. And um, I think that was part of the way that we started talking about what are, you know, some things that we can put in place to not only help, the student transitioning to kindergarten mm-hmm. from a self-contained class, but all the students. Right. Because, mind you, you have students coming into school for the very first time. No preschool experience. Right. Um, you have students um, that are ELL students. Um, and then you have students that, you know, they've been here. They, they, they attended the preschool class. They know the routine. But they may not always, you know, right. follow the rules. <laughs> so, you know, with that in mind, we, we started thinking, what are some ways that we can put some supports in place for all the students, yeah. um, which will then help, in turn help the teacher, right? Um, you know, work well with everyone in the and so I know you, you all have plans for mm-hmm. to implement some of this in the fall. So can you talk about the things that you're going to be doing in the fall that stem from the work that you did this year through this project? So one of the things I use in my classroom every day, all day, is a picture schedule. And so as I started um, speaking with the Encore teachers especially, um, we were just thinking a picture schedule would be really nice for the students to see. Um, and that way they will know what they're doing, 
um, during that time. Mm -hmm. um, they're in the Encore activity. They will know what they're doing and they will have some idea of, of you know, kind of being one step ahead of knowing what's next. Mm -hmm. um, so we are going to implement um, just picture schedules in all the classes and that will help with transitions it will help students to kind of prepare um, you know especially when you're you know trying to wind everything down mm -hmm. to transition back to the classroom but it will give them an idea of what to look forward to and, and why is that important for these students um, I think because just knowing um, in having some type of, you know, control mm -hmm. over, okay, I need to prepare myself for this mm -hmm. transition of moving on to another activity or leaving to go to, you know, back to my classroom. Mm -hmm. It just gives them a sense of, uh, I can handle this. I, I, I know what right. I need to do, and, yeah. and it helps. It seems like such a... Mm -hmm potentially really awesome and also super easy way to make things better. And, and these pictures are so, you know, general, like uh, some of the, like, of course, we do not have a smart board in the gym, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the same pictures that he will use on his wall, the school librarian will use on her smart board, nice. just changing out the activities, but it will be the same across the board. And, um, you know, with the general education teachers with their classroom, we're asking them to, you know, just at least use a first, which is we're going to get ready you know, we're going to clean up and then we're heading to right. whatever encore activity it is. Um, that will kind of help the students know, hey, this is where we're mm -hmm. going. Um, and, and even for the students um, that are, you know, just super excited about being in school and they follow the rules, it will still give them a sense of, I know what so I need to do, do, and this is part of my routine. And and they can help, you know, anyone else that may not be. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm excited to hear. You're gonna have to check in with me in the fall so I can hear how this is going. I will. Um. So your action research was part of a larger group of teachers that were all doing action research around mm -hmm. the issues of cultural diversity. Um. So can you talk for a second about how this made you think about issues of cultural diversity? Have it changed the way you think about issues of cultural diversity? Well. I think, you know, for me, all too often, you know, when people think about cultural diversity, the first thing they think about is race, you know, ethnicity and things of that nature. But for me, um, you know, I wanted to kind of look at it from another angle because we, and I say we, just people in general do not think of the special edge um, the special education realm as a, a culture in mm -hmm. and of itself. And um, I wanted to kind of shed some light on that culture of, you know, having needs and having abilities that are different um, from others. And, you know, I, I just want people to really think about this you know, the same way that they look at any other cultural diversity. You know, we're all the same. Mm -hmm. We just have some differences that we need to be res 
you know, respectful of. Yeah, create and, room for. Yeah, exactly. And um, I just really wanted to have people to look at this mm-hmm. um, in a way that is enlightening and, and not like um, something that, you know, when we talk about it, it's always in a sense of, oh, I, I don't want to talk about that because, you know, that's yeah. a touchy subject. When we talk about cultural diversity, all of it is <laughs> But just really looking at the abilities of students versus right. the disabilities right. is, it was my biggest key. Did this project, and you can think like generally about action research and specifically about your project, did this help you, did this change the way you think about the role of a teacher in any way? I think yes. Um, and when we, and I say we, when, when teachers are in school for education, mm-hmm. whether it's education, special education, you know, when we don't really, you know, unless you're in school, let me say that, right. unless you're in school for special education, you do not get immersed in the special education aspects of you know, education right. is just strictly, you know, if you're general ed, you may have one, maybe two classes, uh, you know, talking about special education, but other than that, right. no. So this has really, you know, helped me to see that the teachers, especially the new teachers yeah. coming in, yeah. um, we really need to help them understand special education. Because when you walk into your classroom and you're that new teacher, zero year experience, walking through that door and you have 20, 23 kindergartners walking in and some have abilities that are kind of different, we really need to work with the, the general ed teachers to understand that, hey, like you said, there's room for this student, and we need to bring them up. Right. right. So, you know, we can work with them a, a little better. Yeah. Um, and not be afraid. And, and not be afraid to learn from the student. Um, because I, I think that a lot of times that's oh, what yeah. we are constantly doing um, when we work in the special ed um, field. We're, we're constantly learning from the students because everyone, I mean, all students are different different, excuse me, but they're, you know, they're bringing something different to the table. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, this has really um, helped me to look at just the way I work with new teachers, the way I work with yeah. um, veteran teachers that, you know, may not be willing to to look at yeah. um, students with special needs from a different lens, it, it's really, you know, helped me to see what I need to do. Well, I think one of the things when I think about your project, one of the things that stands out to me is that this really awesome suggestion and implementation that you guys have for next year around putting the picture schedules in classrooms, that's coming from teachers. Mm-hmm. That's something that teachers have figured out, you and your colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also really important that it's an idea that came from the people who spend the most time yeah. with the kids. And the, and the fact that they're willing to learn how to do yeah, it properly yeah, yeah. and carry it out is very, you know, it, it makes my heart, yeah, you know, awesome. full because 
it, it's showing that they want to help support the students Absolutely. in a way that you know we hadn't done before. Yeah. So, how did um, how did participating in an action research group help you think or change the way you think about professional development for teachers? A lot of times. Um, professional development comes from up top mm -hmm. and we just attend um, but this I, I think if we really ask the teachers what is it that you want or you need and truly listen to that mm -hmm. um, maybe it, it will be more um, productive <laughs> in the sense that we would really have teachers would really have something to take away from these professional developments because you know a lot of times you attend professional developments you're all excited but then it's like ah. but if there's something that you know teachers are truly truly interested in because this is what they have you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. stated they wanted and then we go from there to you know, do the professional developments yeah. based on the suggestions, I think it will be a little more, you know, um, well-received, better-received. Um, and, and professional development, we know we, we have, you know, a ton of people, a ton of different ideas and thoughts, but I, I really feel like we can narrow it down to where we can hear the teachers, you know, say, this is what I want and give it to them. And um, even if we have to do it, you know, rotating yeah. you know, from year to year. So you feel like action research is a way to hear I, that teacher voice. Yes, I really do. Um, and, I, and I think the more um, school systems participate in a program like Merck, mm -hmm. um, our voices will be heard. Because I tell you, this was you know this was something that I, I didn't think you know would you know I, I'm not gonna say I didn't think it would go far but I, I didn't think it would reach so many yeah you know yeah. And, and it has and and the people that um, can make a difference they've heard um, and, I, and I think they're listening and I think yeah. you know this was an awesome way to kind of get that ear and have them to say oh, yeah, and I think, again, your project is a really good example of it because there's a concrete change that you all are making next year, which is awesome. Um, so I think as we think about action research as a kind of professional development for teachers that's potentially powerful, what, um, if you could talk a little bit about what were the barriers in doing this project this year or what were the supports that were helpful? So maybe think about both of those things. Time is always a barrier. <laughs> Just really trying to find the time. Um, but working with the teachers, they were all very supportive of, of the project. And I think it's because it potentially impact every sure. last and single they one. Thought it was worth it. Yeah. And so, you know, not only was it, is it worth my time, but it's something that's going to help me yeah. in the long run. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think, you know, as far as barriers, of course, just the time aspect, but people were willing to give their time. So that was, you know, yeah. something that was very, I was very thankful for. Um, and, and just, you know, the willingness that um, everyone had to really give honest feedback on, you know, things that they needed. And, and 
you know, in a sense, and, and I say they, but also myself, like we were all vulnerable during this sure. because um, we were looking at, you know, I looked at this as, oh, I, I didn't give them the supports that maybe I could have or should have. And they were saying, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is what I don't understand, right. and and this is what you know I'm willing to do to. Oh, that's such a good yeah. point. Yeah, and and so I think sometimes um, just being vulnerable vulnerable will allow us to see that change is not a bad thing mm-hmm. when we put it in perspective. So I, I think that was you know probably a very enlightening piece to this yeah. like you know we all um can support each other and in turn support the students yeah. that we work with um were there things along the way so if, if time is a if time is a barrier mm-hmm. and if making sure that folks are comfortable being vulnerable it sounds like that was a challenge that you all successfully tackled mm-hmm. um what are other things that you think should be a place for action research to go well and what were some supports that were important for you this year um, I think um, just having um, the support of administration, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Um, and once administration understands, uh-huh. you know, th- this is something that can help all of us, can, you know, yeah. and, and, and make um, not only for kindergarten, but first and second, because my school is a pre-K through second grade right. um, school. But this is something that can really help all of us. And um, this is a way that we can support and, and help each other. Um, but, you know, I think really just having that backing of administration is going to be key. Yeah. Um, and um, awesome. No, that's really, that's, I think that's a key, a really necessary support. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you do another action research project in the future? I would. I, I would. Um, this is something that has taught me a lot about, um, I guess, still things that I don't know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, 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 and things that, um, you know, that I can do, um, not only to help the students in my classroom as they transition on, but actually, you know, help the teachers that I yeah. work with. Um, we're all in this together and it's just one of the things that you know if action research is the way to make those connections and you know build those supports then Mm -hmm. I would do it again. Um, Before we wrap up is there anything else you'd like to share or say about your project or this experience? Um, I would like to say that this experience has been wonderful. I was very like very nervous <laughs> going into it, but um, the support that's given through Merck um, is awesome. Um, it, it, it's it's very very nice and comforting to know that you all have my you know my back in the sense that you know you want us to succeed when doing these projects and. It's just really comforting to know that we do have people out there willing to support us, you know, in order to keep us doing what we do. So it's it's been good. 
Good. Well, thank you so much, sweet. I appreciate talking with you this morning for the, <laughs> the second time. All right. Thank you. Thank you.